You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Yes, it was very odd. It was uh, it was different. It was a different kind of clientele, and I've never really worked up on the roof with that many people before. Okay, but it was uh, an interesting evening. There were a lot of uh, there were a lot of different people from like different foreign countries. Okay, foreign countries. So yeah. what what was it they were doing that was different? It was uh, different culturally. I would have to say because uh, there, were, I think that you know things are different from you know different countries that you go to, especially like liquor laws and things that you should and should not do, or things that you should and should not touch. Wait, you were touching things? No, they, they were, were touching each other. They no, were touching they were... each other. Yes, it was an eyes wide shut party. Yes, Hello, everyone. Was. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found and thank you for finding us want to remind everybody of course don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link right there at the top of our page we do so greatly appreciate that and we've got a special guest who's going to be joining us here in just a little bit he is actually one of the many comedians who is making the uh, exodus from Portland down to Los Angeles. Yes. And he's leaving soon, too, isn't he? Yeah, he's leaving pretty soon. Yeah. Actually, I think he's moving to L.A. He might be moving somewhere else. Um, but he's leaving Portland. And it is one of our oldest friends here in in the Portland comedy scene. And that is Nathan Brannon. Yes. Nathan Brannon's going to be joining us. So he has a show tomorrow night to at um, Funhouse Lounge mm. called Mix and Match with Jeremy Eli. That which they, is basically like on. an interracial dating game, which looks, yeah. it looks pretty interesting. Yeah, and so they're going to, at least uh, J- or Nathan's going to be here talking about that, so he'll join us here in a bit. And we've got a bunch of other stuff that we're going to get to and cover today, but uh, let's, let's talk some more about what this was that Sarah was doing. Now, of course, Fun Employment Radio is our full-time job, um, but we do our side jobs as well. And this is one of Sarah's that she does is... Yes, indeed. Ca- I'm a cater waiter. Which, explain well, kind of what, like the, a cater explain bartender. what that term is again. Uh, so basically, I work for a company that uh, gets hired to put on like fancy parties for people, like corporate events or for weddings or like any kind of, you know, like party. I don't know. We've had like, you know, like fraternities and sororities do things before. Um, but this one in particular last night was uh, some sort of, it was like a foreign financial panel thing. So it was like foreign super, financial. Yeah, panel. it was like foreign. It was like foreign, uh, like foreign financialists. It was like a huge party. It was like over 200 people. Okay. And that's a lot of people. Was, yeah. And everyone was they from, were here. They were here. They for were, this? They were here in Portland. It seems strange. I didn't think Portland had that kind of a scene. No, I mean, there was a mix of, you know, like, you know, pasty white. Portland, Oregon guys. A lot of, uh, you know, I talked to guys that were just like, oh, I'm from Beaverton. And then there would be people who were from all over the world. And it was such a an interesting mix of people and different kinds of cultures. Because you don't realize, you know, because I've been doing this job for a while. And, and you're kind of used to, I'm, I'm used to working now around like a bunch of rich people. Mm-hmm. Because they're, you know, they generally rich people are having these events. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm just like a furniture that can pour wine for them, basically. A furniture right. that can pour wine. Yeah. Um, and I'm used to that. Don't I'm used talk. To... Don't look them in the eyes. Do you look them in the eyes? Yeah, I look them in. I mean, you sometimes. do? Oh, eh, I it would... depends. If I were that rich, I'd, I'd put in like weird clauses just to see if, like, I don't care. Like, it wouldn't matter to me, but I just put in weird clauses just to see if people follow it or not. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think they can put in a clause if they're at, you know, a company party. I don't think that they can pass so they'd the be like, clause along okay, to the bartender. Okay, serve everybody except for Ted. Ted, don't look Ted in the eyes and and then, like, refuse him service for something. Mm. 
Well, I didn't. There was there were a couple Ted's that should have been refused service, but everyone was staying there. And no, nobody was out of control. It was fine. Like nobody, uh, nobody was too crazy. Nobody had too much to drink. But um, it was interesting to see all of the mixing and mingling because I guess they all, all of these different people work for the same financial institution that is worldwide. Mm -hmm. And so they were having some big like week long or two week long like powwow here in Portland, because I guess it moves from place to place, different places. And uh, so they ended up coming to Portland for this one. So there were people from all over. And it was interesting. You would have liked it because everyone was speaking like different languages. Oh, see, that's where I like to figure out what it is that they're saying. Yeah. I like to eavesdrop. Even though I don't know what they're saying, I try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, you learn a couple of couple of uh, words in whatever language they're they're talking about and then try to get to the bottom of it. I assume they're all spies of some kind. You know, when somebody's speaking in a foreign language around me, obviously there there's some, you know, like I'm assuming this was this like uh, Italians or, or There were some Italians, there were some Italians, there were Spanish guys, there were um uh, I heard some Russian. Mhm. Mm yeah, if it's a fancy dinner party like that and you're dealing in finances, um, definitely, probably spies. Yeah, mm. probably oh, that's what you spies. think, hundred percent spies. Probably of some kind. So yeah. I worked a spy something party secret was last going night. on there, or yes. there were yeah, there was you know once again an eyes wide shut party of the kind of thing they were organizing. It's one of those things. Yeah, well, they uh, it didn't seem like a sexy kind of party. There well, were lots of. Maybe not there. I mean, maybe it wasn't sexy then. Maybe this was you know just like the the alcoholic, you know, lubrication for the rest of their evening. Sure. You didn't even say respond to alcoholic lubrication. Well, no, I mean, what what is there to respond to? I understand <laughs> what you're saying there. You're implying what I was, uh, what I think is going on with it's this. Not so, a okay, nice so, party. so, so, what what were these things that you were? The most interesting it? thing I, I I think I saw because I didn't know because um, everyone everyone showed up or well, so this wasn't the thing, but everyone like showed up early, and uh, and wasn't like, all right, cool, well, we're ready, we'll just start serving, and they just came like with an influx and it was just all these people speaking all these different languages. Of course, there was like the language barrier at first when you're trying to understand what someone's trying to order from you when oh. they don't speak English. Also, one of the things that happens is um, there is no Oregon Liquor Control Commission in the motherland or, you know, in Spain or anywhere else, whereas... There's not the there isn't anything like that in a lot of states like the OLCC, so Oregon Liquor Control Commission here in in Oregon. It governs all the liquor. That's why we don't have it in like grocery stores. You can't have liquor in grocery stores, mm. um, except for like a couple of test places where they where they may have it. But otherwise, it's got to be all in its own separate store, and the state has the monopoly on it. The state runs it, and they have their own like undercover agents and like it's this whole. Thing oh yeah, that's it's so stressful being a bartender in Oregon too because like they they set up stings. Mm -hmm. Like they'll, um, you know, they'll send in people that actually, you know, that are of age that look, you know, that look a little younger. Like, you know, they basically set up traps to try and um, like trap, yeah. trap bartenders into, you know, accidentally, you know, serving someone who looks like a minor but isn't. Oh, or... no. They'll find like some 17 year old who looks like he's like 35 and they'll send that kid in. They'll, that's like a that's a prime recruit. Mm -hmm. And then they take that kid and then they send him in everywhere. Cause I remember my, my neighborhood store got busted and he was talking about, he's like, the guy was bald. He was balding. And <laughs> it was turned out it was just a kid who, and unfortunately, was going bald at a young age. So, and he was like at some tall. And the OCC is like, let's exploit this. Oh yeah, the kid looked old, I guess, and and so he didn't card him. And then, bam, they come right in. They they bust you on that. Oh geez. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're supposed to card. You are. I took the class too. But I mean, at, the, at a certain point, I mean, the kid's that tall and he's balding and, and looks like he's 35. I don't know. I mean, 
Whoops. will tell you that the group of Italians that I asked because like <laughs> it's being noted in the chat, if you're 17 and going bald, you should be allowed to drink. You'd need it. That's <laughs> that's that. true. There there was a guy when I was in high school. He was the big, uh, the the tall guy. He had a receding hairline, and he did. He used to go over to Dallas, Oregon, and he'd he'd buy us booze. Mm. I mean, not me. But I knew people that he would do that for. Greg, that was like 45 years ago. It wasn't ago. me, though. I was a good kid. I, uh-huh. I'm still keeping up that front for all of the course. teachers if they're listening. Yeah, right ours now. was, his name was Nelson. I remember he had like all of his hair one year and it wasn't like he was sick or anything. And then he just, it, it like slowly just went boom, 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 boom. And then just completely gone. Yeah. yeah. Ours was Jeff. Jeff, he would he would go. <laughs> well, we so, called him by his last name, but I'll just say that was his first name. So of course, you know, people from other countries think that it's super silly that I have to ask them. Like, so one of these guys came up, and I can't, you know, I can't tell they're all speaking different languages. And I'm like, okay, are you over twenty one? So like, are they ordering drinks in other languages? They're ordering drinks, but they they don't quite know. I mean, because they're attempting to like try and communicate, and they're just like, you know, what I did find out that across the board, what everybody liked drinking there, hmm. gin, gin, gin. Which I've That's never made that many gin and tonics in my entire life. It was all gin. Huh. It was strange. Where does gin come from? It isn't... I mean, and I'm I'm pretty ignorant in this. I, I have no idea where gin comes from. Uh, all right, uh, gin is... Okay, gin's everywhere, so never yeah. mind. Huh. That's yeah, strange. I, I did not expect that. But I, mean, I figured like maybe brandy or something like that. That seems like a... Like something a, a rich, rich foreign. No, the only have. only like the old white Oregon guys were drinking like scotch, and then the re- everybody else was drinking gin and tonic, gin and tonic, gin hmm. and tonic. I used to be a gin and tonic guy. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah, it was. Uh, that means I'm kind of a half but, rich foreign guy then. Well, I, I had to, I had to ask them too at one point because one of them looked a little younger. I'm like, "Are you over 21?" He's like, "Am I over 21?" He's like, "Look at she has," and they said it like in his language. He's like, "This is you know No, I'm like, and I'm like, oh. Yes, I'm like, okay, I guess you are. And then I felt stupid, but I'm like, wait, I have to, like, protect myself. Oh, maybe he was just pulling the thing. What if that was the undercover sting? Maybe it was. Like, he comes it, in like, ah, <laughs> she's asking me what, yeah, and then, and, yeah. you know. I did also notice that so there, there was a male bartender with me as well, and I did notice as the night was going on that a lot of, um, like, the older gentlemen, for some reason, seemed like they were more comfortable ordering from the man and not me. I'd be like, can I help you? They'd be like, oh, uh, I'll go to him. I'm like, okay. What's going on? I didn't. I I didn't know why. It was very strange. Hmm. I don't know. They're picking the the man over over the lady. Ah, oh, so they just skipped right by it because mm-hmm. he didn't. Because did, did he speak whatever language? So it's like all these different languages. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Did heard, you pick up anything? No, I heard. I I could understand a little bit of the Spanish when people would come right. up. But then like it was all. Kind of, there were so many people there, and you know everyone would drink, and it was just like all these different languages all going at once, which was really interesting. But it was also very confusing because there would be like some older gentlemen who would come up and didn't speak any English. Mm-hmm. What's there, and they're trying to communicate with you, like pointing at things, asking for like little ice or no ice or like juice. Like I, it was very very confusing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then also the other thing too was uh, people. Who were trying to grab the bottles? What do you mean? Because there are bottles, you know, the display ones, and they'd be like, "Oh, I'll just take this," and they'd start to like walk away with one of the display. Where they bottles. just take like a bottle of alcohol? Yeah, and yeah. Walk or away one with of the, it, like a bottle of beer. They just like without opening it, and they'd be like, "Okay, I'll take this." I'm like, "No, no, no! You you can't take that. What's going on?" This See, is like that free for all. That kind of makes me think it's not really just a different culture thing. That sounds like it's a, a rich, rich thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're talking at this level, I think that's kind of what that sounds like. That's like, oh yeah, that belongs to me. I'll take that. Yeah. Hmm. It was, uh, 
yeah, I did. I did see that there definitely is some pull with the rich people because you're not supposed to smoke at the place I was at, and these people, you know, like with all their rings and their big like blingy watches. Oh, they had and a, everything. they had rings. They had a lot rings of rings and, and watches. Big diamond encrusted watches. Was drinking their gin event? and tonics. Was it the mafia? <laughs> we were actually. I was talking to you know the male bartender who I was working with, and I'm just like, this looks like the Godfather 2016 and it totally did it was like updated Godfather a little bit because it was Whoa. all you know, like newer clothes like you know fancy everyone's like playing on their phones with their fancy watches and rings and and they were up there. they had phones they did they had fancy phones and then they were um you know, like smoking up there, which you totally weren't allowed to do. But my but they do what just, they want. Yeah, my manager was just letting them. I'm like, okay. Oh wow. Yeah, they were kind of just getting away with whatever they were. Were they handing each other like hundred dollar bills and like just kind of? They were lighting hands the, each then... other's cigars with hundred dollar bills. <laughs> lighting cigars. No, I. Yeah, I'm Something was up. Something was going on there. That's yeah. what we have to get to the bottom of. I, yeah, think... I mean, I don't know the name of it. It was just like foreign financial institution. It was like something very oh, yeah. generic. It was like, yeah, International Waste Management mm. Convention. Um, okay, so how long are they? This is interesting now. Yeah, I think it's still going throughout this weekend. Okay. Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't know. Okay. They aren't, yeah, they aren't staying at the place that I was at. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting mix of people. Like I've done quite a few events now, and I've never had one quite like that. It was, you know, we couldn't get them to leave. And as I'm trying to, like, get everyone to leave, like, they were, like, reaching it, like, trying to clear everything. And they were, like, trying to grab everything. You're right. It might be more of a rich thing. Yeah. Because they kept trying to grab theirs. Like, I want more booze. I'm like, sorry. No, the bar was supposed to close, like, 45 minutes ago, dude. Like, yeah. you got to go home now. Yeah. Or go back to your hotel. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is definitely a higher end kind of party, though. It was. So if, it, if they're there tonight, I'd like to go. I don't think you'd want to go there. Why not? Quite honestly. It sounds like well, something I would... because you don't speak any of their languages. Well, yeah, but and... I can learn, you know. And you smell poor. Andiamo mangiare You know, I know like, a, I know like one line in no, Italian, but I say it over and over. Uh, no, I think, it, I think it would be fine. Yeah, I think I would fit in pretty well. You know, they'd be like, oh, yeah. I'd be like, hey, I'm a new Portland businessman. And then maybe they know something about my neighbors and work. And somehow it would work out for me. Yes, because I'm, I'm sure it'd like it would to be stereotyped out. to know your crazy Russian neighbors. Yes, I'd be like, yeah, I, I know some people. I, I know, don't know my... I, I don't know them very well, but they no. live next door to me. They Do you know them? They set fires in the middle of the night and have <laughs> lots of cars and they don't mow their lawn. You you know them, these these guys. These are your special friends. Hey, these guys. Mm. See, I watch a lot of Sopranos too, so I'd be like, I, I could fit in pretty well, I think. Yeah. Hey, forget about it. You know, and then I'd mix it in there. I got I'm, a pinky ring. I don't think there wasn't a single person. I just wanted to know what the parties been, are like. Like semi like you, they were. Um, there was lots of drinking, barely any eating. They had a ton of food. Nobody really ate. It was just like lots of gin. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, just yeah. So I ordered some gin. gin, gin so I got to order gin. Mm-hmm. I need some rings. I got my pinky rings. And you don't eat. And I don't eat. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I can do all of those things. Although I might have to try some samples. I mean, that's I mean, just clearly. rude if the samples are there. You just, you uh, have to. So, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll throw in a little uh, C. Uh, uh, how do you say, uh, you know, uh, I want to take care of some business. You know, I'll just kind of walk up and do those things and see I what happens. I believe they'd probably be offended, offended and probably, like, hit you or something. Oh, well, that's not good. That's not yeah. how I would want that to happen. I, mainly, I just want to get into their secret after party, whatever that is. That's the whole goal of everything. I don't think you would want to be so at my their goal in life party. is to get into the secret after parties. So... Whatever it is they've got going on. You know they've got something going on there. 
There's yeah. something going on. Yeah, I mean, I think their secret after party involves uh, more gin and maybe a couple phone calls. Phone calls to, to couple, who? To a couple ladies. I don't, some, I don't oh, know. Oh, friends that are in town? Some, some of their new friends. Some of their made. new friends in town? Mm-hmm. Yep, well, I bet my neighbors help facilitate that. But anyway, um, well, while you're doing that, I this actually happened to... Uh, uh, last week, but I haven't had a chance to talk about it, about how um, something I encountered culturally here in Portland that it took me a minute. It's one of those things because Portland is such a strange place that it took me a, you know, you, you get used to the strange things. You just get used to weird stuff mm-hmm. all the time. It's not even, I'm not saying that as a cool thing, as a, you know, keep Portland weird thing. It just is. Portland just is weird. Yeah. And, and you forget about it. And the other day I was driving home. And this is on the opposite end of a fancy, fancy party. Uh, but driving down, I was driving down to Hawthorne Boulevard, which is here in, in Southeast Portland. And there was this guy walking down the street. There's, there's a bunch of people on the street kind of walking. But this one guy in particular, he was, he looked like he had a giant beard, uh, giant hair. He looked kind of like Grizzly Adams. And if you don't know what Grizzly Adams is, you should, number one. It's not that... 70s TV show or something? Uh, yes. Okay, I think you yes. showed me it because I didn't know what it was, and it, you showed it to me a couple oh, years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Grizzly Adams is is amazing. Grizzly Adams was a guy who, uh, the the whole show is about this, this kind of mountain man guy. He was accused of killing his wife, and then he escaped into the woods. He didn't do it, but he had to run away, and then he ends up living in the mountains with his buddy, who is his buddy, the, the Indian, who Nakoma, who always comes to visit him never wears a shirt and then on top of that he's got his old man friend with his mule mm-hmm. and um yeah that's kind of what that's kind of what they do that's that's the whole premise behind it how many times a week do you think you think about grizzly adams i mean and i don't think about it that often but you know it does come up it does come up uh, i'm trying to find here the theme song just so i can play it for oh thank god let's go wait with bated breath the theme song the theme, the theme song is a very adams. important part of grizzly adams it's a very important part of he didn't commit. So he escaped into the mountains, leaving behind the only life that he ever knew. Now that wilderness out there ain't no place for a greenhorn, and his chances of surviving were mighty slim. Weren't no time at all for he was beaten down, ragged, and nearly stalled. Anyway, that's part of it. And then he finds a bear. And he survives out in the wild. Wow! Mm-hmm. Is the bear his friend? The, yeah, the bear's his friend. What is his? What's his bear's name? Uh, the, Ben. Gentle Ben. It's not Gentle Ben, but it's also a bear named Ben. Apparently, bears can only be named Ben. Yeah, what's with the naming the bears Ben? Is it I don't know. With bees? I, I'm not sure. Brian. I, I mean, I suppose you could have some other names for him, but yeah, no, it was, yeah, Ben. That was his. That was his name. He might have been the same bear that was in Gentle Ben. All right. So what? Anyway, what made regardless you think of, of that, this, yeah. Uh, so, so the guy walking down the street, he looked like he looked like Grizzly Adams. Only he was like a so many people here do a skinny though. version of Grizzly Adams. But he had like he what had like kind of like it almost looked like, like buckskin clothes on. Like I don't know if it actually was buckskins, but it looked like it. It was tan clothing that looked like buckskins. And so, and he was walking down the street, and he was talking to himself, of course, because it's Portland. And the thing is, there's other people walking by him, just not even paying any mind. Didn't even matter. And he's kind of doing a dance while he's walking. And on top of that, the thing that really set him apart when it comes to the weirdness was that he had like a homemade set of nunchucks. What do you mean homemade? 
Like it was clearly homemade, but they were he had nunchucks. Like nunchucks are the things that like the they have little batons and then two <laughs> batons and they're connected. Describe by nunchucks. Something. Describe nunchucks. They're like two batons. There's a baton on either end and they're connected by like a chain. The uh, close or enough. A string or something. Close enough. Yeah, that's okay. good enough. Yeah. So this guy was had that and he was rolling down the street and he's twirling these things. He wasn't using them very good. He couldn't do the whole moves. But he was like, had had a a a hold of of one of them. Uh, Yeah. And he had a hold of of one end, and he's twirling it around. And he's just walking down the street with this, like twirling around his homemade nunchucks, dressed as Grizzly Adams, and talking to himself. And nobody was paying any mind. And I was driving, and like I, I, I was just like fascinated by him. I had to pay attention to to driving because I, I just couldn't take my eyes off of what he was doing. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's one of those things you need to like pull over to the side of the I road. I kind of needed to pull over mm-hmm. and to figure out what the, what his whole deal was, like how this guy got there, what was going on there. So Nunchuck, like it was like Grizzly Chuck, mm-hmm. I guess you could call him. Chuck Grizzly. Grizzly. Grizzly Chucks. You know, and he's walking down the street like that. I'm like, you know what? This guy has figured it out. He's figured it out. Whatever it is, he's doing it. I don't know what his secret is. I don't exactly know where he's going or how this is going to work out for him. But just looking at his face, I'm like, he's doing all right. This guy, Wait, what do you whatever think he has him, figured out? I don't know. He was so happy. Like whatever led this guy to this point in life where he's walking down the street in his fake buckskins with his Grizzly Adams hairdo and beard and, uh, you know, like a skinny Grizzly Adams. And then with his nunchucks, like he's like, you know what I like? I like Grizzly Adams. I'm going to go for that. You know what else I like? I like ninjas. Ninjas are badass. I'm going to get myself a pair of nunchucks. <laughs> and I'm not even going to buy them. I'm just going to make them. It was like a couple of pieces of wood like, t- like with some kind of string. And I know it's being noted in live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. You seem a little envious of this dude. And I kind of was. I kind of was envious. Like he has reached the point where he just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. What anybody else thinks. Well, that's kind of He's like you when you get old, thing. when you want to be an old man and walk around with no pants on. Well, no, I mean, I want to do that just for the shock value, mm-hmm. you know, and then. No, and you just want like to because I thought like, you said oh, because you just don't want to give a shit anymore. Well, that's part of it. But also, you know, the shock value of doing that But this guy, this guy, you know, I could see it like in a different path in life. You know, I could have ended up like this guy instead. That's not that's not the path I chose. But uh, well, not yet. Not yet anyway. But it gives me hope, hope for the future in that this guy knows what he's about. He knows what he's doing. He's going to walk down the street as a skinny Grizzly Adams with nunchucks and and talking to himself. So you're like, like you look at him and you're like, dream achieved. Dream achieved. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, like other a- people like have all kinds of different successes, but but for you, it's the guy walking down Southeast Hawthorne. Yeah. Who looks like a skinny Grizzly Adams swinging yeah. around homemade nunchucks. Homemade nunchucks, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this guy had it. Everybody has out. their unicorn. Everybody's got their dreams, you know? Mm-hmm. And we all got to follow them in our own way. And I may or may not just go home and start making some nunchucks, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, he didn't look aggressive with them. He's just like, nope, these are really cool. I'm going to swing these around you for a while. You should probably follow your dream, too. Maybe your dream involves homemade nunchucks. It nunchucks, might. So you should probably do it. I probably should. I think you should. I used to have a pair, actually. I know. But now I, I, I need, figured. maybe I need to make another pair. Okay. Well, anyway, good for you. Grizzly Adams guy, that's a shout out to you. That's a, just on the opposite end of the cultural spectrum. So I'm sure he's walking down Hawthorne. He's walking around, around somewhere. those nunchucks listening to us right it now. It makes me happy to know. Here's to you, Grizzly Nunchuck. It makes me happy to know that somewhere right now, that guy 
is walking around somewhere, swinging his nunchucks around. You know, who knows? Maybe he's already traveled from now. Mm. You know, that was last week. He traveled could, to a different time. He could be on who knows where. You know, he could he could be uh, over in Europe right now, or maybe he's in Argentina walking around. I, I bet he's totally with in Argentina. Grizzly Adam look and his nunchucks. Okay. Whatever it is, he's doing him. And that's that's the most important thing. I All think right. that's what's awesome. All right. Well, we need to take a break because we do have our special guest who's going to be joining us, and that is Mr. Nathan Brannan. So, um, Let's do this. Yeah, let's just go ahead and go to break. We'll bring Nathan in. We'll talk all about his show, uh, Mix and Match, which is coming up tomorrow at the Funhouse Lounge. And the fact that Nathan is leaving out of town, we're going to be talking about that too. Mm -hmm. So let's take a break. Back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Purple's the color, huh? Purple is an amazing color. Purple's good. I like purple too. I'm I'm pro purple. Yeah, no, I've got a purple shirt that I wear. On camera, it's pretty. Yeah, in Africa, it's the uh, <laughs> the color of royalty. It is royalty. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you there we go. <laughs> I don't think Greg's shirt is the color of royalty though. It's more of a light purple. No, yeah, it would definitely would not be royalty. It's more of a. If I would venture to guess, I think it's like a lavender. Yeah. Yes. A lavender. Oh yeah, that, it's a dusky what, lavender. You can still call that purple though if it's lavender, right? It's you have to get that specific. Uh yeah. I guess. <laughs> okay. Lavender is like when you're new to having money kind of thing. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. new rich. Yeah, I'm definitely not that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so your shirt's still white. Greg. <laughs> Radio, Nathan Brennan. Yay! Yay! Nathan, oh my oh, goodness, God, I cannot believe how soon you're leaving. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm, uh, man. Sneaking out. I'm I'm pulling the Marshawn. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm out. Straight out. All right, that's my time. And All right, and thank you. <laughs> no, so yeah. when did you finally uh, come to the decision? Like, you know, set the date, and you're just like. Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Uh, there were a few outside circumstances uh, mm-hmm. that kind of called for it to happen. I think uh, a little quicker than we expected to, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's always been in the works, mm-hmm. uh, like taking that next step and stuff like that. I think, like we talked about, it, I can't. There's not a lot left in Portland that yeah. I can, <laughs> can yeah. try to dig my hands into. And uh, yeah, my wife's on board. She's she's. Uh, Completely ready to go. So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. When you and your partner are like also in the same mindset, like we both want to go. We'll yeah. just do this. All we right, got a hive mind. We're packing at the same rate. It's crazy. It's <laughs> awesome. oh. And so you're leaving in like a, a week, like a week and a half. Yeah. Uh, I'll be I'll be back uh, a, a couple times. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing uh, my show tomorrow. Then I have I'm working at Helium next week, uh, and then. Uh, yeah, a couple more dates I'll, I'll come back for. I think uh, the finals of Portland's Funniest, I'll be back. Nice. And uh, I got to release my album. So oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, at the end of August. So. Holy shit, you've got so much stuff going on. <laughs> and then throwing in moving on top of that. That's why I wear dreads. You can't see all the gray hairs. Like <laughs> buried underneath. Nobody's going to know for 30 years. That's why you should die in purple. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. You come to purple dreads. <laughs> I think you can rock it. <laughs> Well, so you did mention your show tomorrow, which is happening at Funhouse, which yeah. sounds like a really cool concept. So it's called Mix and Match, an interracial yep. dating uh, dating game. Mix and Match. And so it's you and Jeremy, Jeremy Eli. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, we're co-hosting. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a dating game set up like a traditional dating game, but everybody on there is uh, a different race. That's cool. Uh, so it doesn't matter who gets picked for what is going to be an, an interracial couple date that comes out of it. So they're going to go on an actual date. Yep. Uh, we have uh, uh, all-expense paid dinner at Batter. Uh, brand new uh, 
wonderful restaurant uh, in in Southeast Portland. It's Very nice. cool. I like Delicious. the name it's, of it. Yeah, it's getting really popular. Uh, Dan Kogan, he's the owner of it. He's a great dude, and he's giving meals to the to the couples that uh, get picked out of it, so they can go on a date, find so, out about each other. So for the dating game thing, I, I I'm not familiar. Is it like a like? Is there a wall in between? Yep. Yep. Oh, so they can't see. Really? Yeah, nobody are. knows. Uh, really, the only ones, uh, the only people that people know are the contestants, which are uh, two comedians, Alyssa Yeoman and uh, Naraj, uh, who are going to be asking the questions and then they pick from uh the groups <laughs> and then they pick who they want to go on a date with yep and then they did they go on the date like right then or? uh it's kind of it's up to them they they figure out what time is good for them and i would love to have them uh before i leave or or at some point to uh have them on the hamster village tell oh, me how the yeah. experience was absolutely uh, which would be great i just thought yeah uh i had jeremy eli on the hamster village and we were talking about like how cool would it be to have a, like an interracial dating game where like you just take race out of it right uh-huh. yeah. like, you don't think about how much race plays in your mind when you're especially picking a mate but just making decisions in, in general mm-hmm. in our society. yeah but this no one knows no one has any idea because they can't see each other all they're going off of are uh, the answers that wow. people give them and stuff. So. Oh, so is it something where you're gonna, like the person who's uh, so there are going to be three people who are like auditioning or whatever yeah, to yeah, do their perspective yeah, yeah. dates. <laughs> the suitors. And then, did you guys get to write the questions that the that the person's asking for the suitors? Yeah, we wrote a little, uh, and then uh, Naraj and Alyssa wrote a few of their own. So it's going to be <laughs> going to be very interesting. Awesome! It's a big mix of like females, males. Yep. Yep, and uh, Naraj and Alyssa are going to be doing some stand-up uh, up front. So it's it's a comedy show and dating game show, plus who knows what me and Jeremy are going. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> Especially you're like, yeah, it's like summer camp for you now. I mean, you're gone in a week. It's yeah. like, you know, yeah. It's going to be crazy. I know. You can no fuck shit up at New Town. You've got an album coming out in August. You're moving to LA. taxes for next year on stage. It'll be nuts. <laughs> Like, and you're going to laugh. It's hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's tomorrow night at yep. the Funhouse Lounge. 9 p.m. Uh, get there a little early. Uh, there's uh, You can buy tickets early on Eventbrite or uh, buy them at the door. Yeah. Awesome. Come on down. It'll be very interesting. You you have not seen anything like this. Before. Well, and the Funhouse no. is a really neat venue, too. I mean, it's just it's so bizarre in there. <laughs> it's just it's a strange the place. Clown room. Yeah, yeah, the, the clown, clown room. room. Yeah. Where you can get the you can take the best pictures ever in the clown room. Uh, it's a fun house is at two four three two Southeast Eleventh. I actually just drove by there this morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. So, uh, so when's the album coming out? Do we know? Can uh, we say or we can't well, say? Well, the 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 actual date uh, not yet. Uh, we are well. Uh, Kill Rockstars are they're going to be releasing uh, Rhea Butcher's and uh, Oh Mike nice. Bolo's album first. So oh cool. Uh, they're going to go first, and then I'm going to uh, come up after them because they recorded right around the same time. So Wow. It's all good. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I'll be coming back for that. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely let people know yeah. the date and time where they can um, yeah, you have to come. You have to come here and tell everybody the yeah, date yeah. and time when you come back into town. <laughs> so. I have a full beard for some reason. At least change me, man. I'm changed. <laughs> wearing an animal skin cap. Oh, Where did you even get that? There's not even wildlife in LA. That's funny. I was just talking about this before you came in. This guy I saw in Hawthorne. He was dressed up like a 
like a skinny Grizzly Adams, but with with homemade nunchucks just walking around He's doing his own Greg's thing. Hero, yeah, basically. I'm like, you know, I mean, I never thought I would want to be that, but he looks so comfortable <laughs> with himself. I'm like, you really, you you found yourself. You found what your goal was. There I is mean, a new batch of like crazy homeless. I don't Portland. think this guy was homeless. I mean, not even not even homeless, but like uh, like street weirdos. Uh, yeah, Because yeah. I've noticed them in my neighborhood. There's a lot of like animal pelts, which I've noticed like lots of uh, like neutral <laughs> colors and like weird like sticks and things like your nunchucks that you're talking about. Uh-huh. I've noticed like bands of them. Yeah, lately, and they walk in packs and they smell bad. Well, it's Lord of the Flies. This whole city. It is like turning that. into it that. It totally yeah. is, Nathan. That's yep. exactly Why do you it. You think I'm getting out in a week? Fuck yeah. yeah. No, they're you like see a, the signs. Yep, right. They have like little down like pointy walking sticks, and they walk with like yeah, like raccoon hats and stuff. Yeah, well, like, it's gonna turn into the purge here pretty soon. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, Book of Eli or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, Greg is 100 percent like convinced that everything's going to turn into the purge. I think that movie really affected him. Yeah, yeah. It, it gives did, me nightmares. I know. Every time something happens, you're like, oh, it's so close to becoming the purge. It it's only like, takes... no, it's just a rainstorm, Greg. It's okay. Only it... instead of killing people, it's a bunch of like really critical sticky notes that people just leave <laughs> on your stuff. Passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it only takes one person to push it over the edge. So I don't know. I'm going to stand with Grizzly Adams nunchuck guy. So, <laughs> so if he wants to be the on purge, team, then you're Grizzly go... Chucks, yeah. <laughs> it may be my, my parting gift to Portland. Who knows? Right, spark it. See you, Portland. <laughs> Start now. <laughs> well, what else are you? Do you have any other shows lined up? Are you going to be bouncing around in the next week? Saying uh, hi and bye? And... Yeah, bouncing around. Uh, it's so busy right now. Uh, yeah, when I'm not packing, I'm, I'm uh, working on some other projects uh, yeah. for after I leave. But it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, other than Helium next week, I think it's going to be. Pretty much it till I, I come back for the finals uh, in July, the 13th, nice. I think. All right. Something like that. Well, then in the interim, I mean, go and see Mix and Match, the interracial dating game. That's tomorrow. And plus, it's fun to be an audience member to get to see things like that because you get to be in on the show. Like, yeah. you actually get to see the person, you know, you get to see everybody yep. and see who they're talking to and stuff. So you get to kind of play along, which is really cool. Yeah, and you get to, like... Uh, <sighs> Like, everybody dates, you know, and we wanted to make sure the, the show wasn't, like, specifically geared just towards interracial couples. Anybody who's ever been on a date, you'll probably right. ask some of these questions. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, come come check it out. Be like, oh, what, how would I answer it? Oh, yeah, right? Maybe learn something from it. <laughs> Everyone can grow from it. Chivalry is not dead. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for coming in. And I don't know. It's just strange seeing that you're going to be leaving. This is weird. I know. It is weird. It's <laughs> like know? when we had Sean Jordan. It's like, all right, well, yeah. we'll see you so- soon. Yeah. Bye. I mean, at some point. <laughs> no, we'll see you when you're going on your national tour and you're coming back through. And they'll be like, all right, you're going to do TV, radio. Do you want to do this amazing podcast called Fun Employment Radio? They'll be like, fun fun and what? Uh, I no. don't think so. I will so. come here from the airport. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you some fancy bottled water. <laughs> Did you see the mural they put up for you? <laughs> That's not me. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, com, so everybody can kind of see where you're at even when you're when you're not here in Portland. Yeah. Yeah, yep. see your dates and see All what's right. going on. Follow your adventures. Please follow. Oh, I can mm. see some of your dates right now. Yeah. Okay. All right, Greg, you should look at it in real time while I'm we're do recording that in the real show. Time. Uh-huh. Real time. That's how we do that. I'm All right. to edit it in real time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, let's let's go to break. We'll be back here in a bit with more fun employment radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. 
Nathan Brannon. Oh, I just love him so much. I know that's it's so weird that he's leaving him, but I'm not going to think about that. I know it is weird though. Like it seems like I don't know. Portland's changing a bit. It is, but I mean, it's I'm so excited for him. So I Nathan Brannon, NathanBrannon.com. Go see everything. Go see him tomorrow and mix and match. Um, all right, let's see. I'm so tired of people emailing me about the damn shirt that I have to wear on Sunday. Oh, there are so many. I am so excited. I've got so many choices. I getting so, tagged in people's again, like, posts and everything. God damn it. Again, um, you can uh, send in your emails, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Greg doesn't need any more suggestions. I've got so many choices right now, I'm trying to whittle it down because this <laughs> Sunday <laughs> is the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup Cornhole Tournament brought to you by Reverend Nats and BTU. So those are the two breweries that are going to be sponsoring it. So it's this Sunday, Landmark Saloon. Right now, stop whatever you're doing. Whatever you're doing, stop it. Okay, now go to funemploymentradio.com slash cornhole and register for the tournament. We've got a couple of spots left, and we want to get people in there to play. It's a very simple game. You take a bag of beans and you throw it at a hole. And then other than that, you just have fun. Mm -hmm. And we've got so many things that are going on this Sunday at the Landmark Saloon. Beside the game, there's going to be a chance to win. If you're registered, you get a chance to win a pair of VIP tickets to the Fun Employment Radio Prom. We also... Oh, my God, Greg. Do you know that the prom is a month from today? I don't even want to think about that. I want to get through oh, this weekend first. Oh, I have a prom committee meeting tonight. I know. You? you and me both. And okay. Then like, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking. Hence why if we sound a little stressed, it's because we might be a little stressed. There's a lot going Just on. Just a lot going on. Um, it takes a lot of work to make a, you know, to make a, we're a, a two podcast person, work. We're, we're a two-person team. <laughs> we're two people running a lot of things. Um, <sighs> but this is, this is what we love. And this uh-huh. is why we appreciate and the support. that's why we of, do it. The, and we appreciate the support of all of you listeners. So... Again, I'm going to say go to funemploymentradio.com slash cornhole. Register for the tournament. That would be awesome. Come out and, and hang out with us. Um, you're going to get guaranteed prizes. And then we've got a bunch of other things. There's cash on hand. There's all kinds of stuff. And it's going to be just a great, great time. And on top of that, mm. you're also going to get to see Sarah wearing the shirt of my choosing. And I have had such wonderful suggestions. I want to thank all of the listeners who are... Uh, who are sending me different emails and letting me know what uh, what we can possibly make Sarah wear. There's so many choices. There's a shirt that was just looked like it was all mac and cheese. I think that might might be too simple. Um, that there are the delicious. Except for like after I have a couple of uh, I don't know hard ciders or some BTU beer, I might start licking my shirt a little. That's. <laughs> What? You're going to start... If it's a macaroni and cheese Oh my God, shirt. how many of these... You're going to start <laughs> licking your shirt? Well, there's another reason macro- to come down. I've been trying to eat healthy, and I haven't had macaroni and cheese in a long time, and God damn it, I really, really want some. There is one more reason to come on down, and that is that Sarah may be licking her shirt. Uh, other t-shirt ideas for things you could have saying on there, because I'm going to get one made. Uh, future Crazy Cat Lady. I I, just, I, I I appreciate everyone trying to make fetch work, but it's just not going to. Like, I'm just never going to be a cat person. I don't like them. I don't like their, their okay, scabby but claws. But by saying that, you realize, you realize it's going to be 10 times worse because now everybody's going to want to do that. Uh, everybody's going to want to turn you into I a, guess. I mean, like, I guess I, I, I wish I loved cats. I know... Like, crazy dog lady, I can 100% get behind. I mean, I see, like, I gasp at the sight of a puppy. Like, I just, I, when I see somebody walking a fluffy dog, it puts a smile on my face, and I have to, like, sit on my hands to not try to pet it. Like, that's how I feel. I don't feel that way about cats. I don't feel that way about babies. But now I, that's I, I feel that way about dogs. But now that's all I want to do is just make it, uh, make that a thing. Like, the more you talk about it, the the more you talk about it, just, I just want that to be I it. suppose so. I mean, everyone, like, I'm I'm really 
grateful that everyone has banded together to try and commit to me becoming a crazy cat lady. I just, I'm not going to, I can't just fully, I can't fully love something that wants to just like scratch me and then will eat my face if I die. Like just, I just don't want it. Okay, so that's a possibility for no, a shirt then, like, just because and, it's and annoying cats you. Are, I love how sweet and sometimes dumb dogs are. Like they're just sweet. All they know is love and cats just seem evil. Well, they another, always seem like they're plotting. Another uh, another possibility. Um, I breastfed. My, I breastfeed my boyfriend. That was one that was put on here. Uh, ask what? me. Ask me about. These are just suggestions. I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. Uh, ask me about my foot fetish. <laughs> <laughs> that's something. A good one. That's pretty good. Ask me about my foot fetish. Oh my god! Because there's going to be some fucking person there who doesn't like who didn't hear this particular episode. <laughs> Thank you for being so brave. And like, it oh up. my god, you have a foot fetish too. I do too. Oh Thank you no! For being so brave and, and talking about it right now. Yeah, so that could be something. The foot fetish one. I kind of like that. I kind of like that one. Ask me about my foot fetish. Ask me about my foot fetish. It is the weirdest thing because <laughs> it almost seems as if it would, it's something that somebody would wear. Let me see them feet or something, and then like. Let me see them tootsies. <laughs> Ew. Let me see your tootsies, tootsies roll. <laughs> Ew. Let me see your tootsies roll. That's. <laughs> <laughs> and then just pictures of feet all over it. <laughs> well, anyway, I why don't know is, which one's going to happen. Why did anybody give me these suggestions when it was Greg's turn? Funemploymentradio at gmail dot com, and then you'll get Seriously? to see Sarah and I compete. One of them says, "Ask me about my explosive diarrhea." Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know which one to do. There's so many good ones. Clearly, I'm just going to have to beat you again in the uh, in our competition during the tournament. Oh, that is not, not happening. I have never been more determined for anything. I'm getting a good night's rest on Saturday. I am coming in. Cornhole arms ablazing. Cornhole arms ablazing. Oh, yeah. You're going down. Okay. We'll see. And I will show no mercy. No mercy. Oh, I'll remember that. See what happens. Fine. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, Greg, bad news for you. Why? For yous. Well, not bad news, but I'm just saying, do you know how you're ashamed of when you go to the store and purchase your shame foods? I don't talk about that. Well... Now other people on the internet might be talking about it because a study has come out and has released the top 10 U.S. states and cities that have unsecured security cameras that can broadcast on the internet showing your grocery shopping habits, what? amongst other things. Yes. Yeah, so after, so people are watching security cameras in grocery stores. People can watch security cameras in grocery stores, and not just that, not I just grocery wanted. store employees, I mean, not- but online. You can find unsecured cameras and get remote access to them without having a password or anything on not online. Therefore, I would venture to guess that somebody has probably seen you buying your bags of Cheetos online. Oh, no. Yeah, so uh, it's been analyzed. The top 10 states that have unsecured cameras are as follows. Uh, so number one is North Dakota. Number two, Washington, D.C. Three, Montana. Four, Alaska. Five, Wyoming. Six, Vermont. Seven, Massachusetts. Eight, Maine. Number nine... Oregon. These, these are the places with the most unsecured. With the most unsecured cameras in the entire country. And then when they pinpoint it even more specifically, now this has been going on for quite some time. Greg, where was it you went to college again? Oregon State University. What's, where, where is that? 
Corvallis, well, Oregon. Well, one of the top cities is Corvallis, Oregon. Really? That has some of the most cameras per capita in the entire country. I mean, it's university. Yeah, I guess so. Unsecured cameras for years. For years, I tell you, Greg. Do you know how many people have been watching you scurry around with your shame bags of Cheetos underneath your arms and your like liter of Meyer? Pepsi? Was it on King Street? Is that what street that was on? I think we talked about it before because that was where something happened in one of my world of crazy stories and Fred Meyer was on King Street. Oh, yeah. So uh, so the biggest majority of these cameras uh, broadcast from... Uh, Kings. Kings Boulevard. Parks. That's what it was. Parks and grocery stores followed by parking lots, homes, restaurants, offices, streets, educational institutions, and religious institutions. So these are all streaming cameras that you can watch online. Yeah. I just assume everybody can see everything I'm doing at all times. Also, the most troublesome finding from a privacy perspective is that 15% of all of the cameras in the country, the unsecured cameras in the country that are recording things, are in American people's homes. Some of which people don't know about. (laughs) So think about that, everyone. Think about that. I search my apartment like once a month just to like check to make sure everything's normal and that there aren't any cameras hidden in anything. Like I'll take apart my uh, fire ex- or my um, fire alarm. You take them apart? I won't take it apart but I'll take off the front just to make sure that there isn't a camera in it. That's rather strange. Oh, it's not. I'm a single lady living in an apartment with, you know, landlords that I don't know. You just assume somebody is in there right now putting one up? No, but I mean they're like weird maintenance workers that work in there sometimes and I don't know. They're in there right now. I, I don't I don't have cameras to watch in my apartment when I'm gone, at least ones that not ones that I know of. I'll find out. Okay. Well, Greg, speaking of your shame Cheetos, I have another Cheeto story for you. Mm. Greg, did you know that there's such thing as the Cheetos Museum? What do you mean a Cheetos there Museum? There is a Cheetos Museum in Like what Pla- is in a Cheetos Museum? In Plano, Texas. Now the Cheetos Museum is now announcing that it is offering cash money prizes for Cheetos that look like other objects. What kind of cash? Can someone say Squatchito for five hundred? Uh, yes, Frito Lay is seeking photos of. Did you renew it? I'm taking a look now. I believe so. Anyway, we can figure that out afterwards. Okay. Yes, Frito Lay. Squatchito.com goes to Fun Employment Radio. Frito Lay is now seeking photos. Yes, Greg. They are seeking photos of Cheetos that resemble objects for display in the company's Cheeto Museum. Now, the company says that it's searching for the Mona Lisa of Cheetos. What does that mean? Like the, a Cheeto that looks like Mona Lisa? No, or a, it's like the Mona Lisa of Cheetos. It's like the, what would the it most look like? epic, the, the biggest, most amazing So Cheeto. what you're saying is for an investment... We need to buy a lot of Cheetos. Yeah, for for actual business purposes, well, Greg, I need to eat involves. a lot of Cheetos. It involves asking snack I mean, food if I fans have to. to share photos of Cheetos that resemble different objects, animals, and people for display on the Cheetos Museum website. Okay, all right. The uh, museum said the 10 best submissions will be featured in the ultimate official Cheetos art collection. The winners between the 10 will also split a total of $150,000 in prize money. Oh, where are they getting all this money for Cheetos? 
Who's putting this money up? Well, Jeannie Cho, uh, Frito-Lay's vice president of marketing, says Cheetos are like clouds. Each has a unique shape that comes to life with your imagination. Since their inception, Cheetos snacks have captivated consumers with their whimsical shapes and uncanny resemblances to landmarks, animals, objects, and even deities. We've seen people share, tell stories, even sell them. Now we have an official Cheetos museum to celebrate everyone's creativity, and we want you to fill it with your imagination. Now you can submit your own Cheetos by going to CheetosMuseum.com. Submissions are being accepted through August 15th. I'm going to submit some. Well... I have to now. Do you have any? No, but now I have to. I don't have a choice in the matter. This is for a business. It's for the show. It's for business. It's an investment. Yep, I clearly I have to do it. Cheetos are not an investment for your future. <sighs> well, I mean, 150 grand says otherwise. Boy, I've got a lot. Of, I got a lot of work to do. All right, have another Cheetos story, Greg. How many Cheetos? Is this just this all? This is the Cheetos last Cheetos news? story. This is the last Cheetos story. So, Greg. We've already established your favorite food is Cheetos. What's my favorite food? That is food? not my favorite food. What's we my have favorite not established food? that. That is not established. What is my favorite food? Uh, cheese of some kind. Ma- mac and cheese. What is this? Our first day on the show? Of course it's mac and cheese. Greg, what if you could take the power of Well, you also talk about hot dogs. I know. You talk about wheels of mac cheese. Mac and cheese is you always about... my, my main squeeze, though. Mac and cheese, you know, mac and cheese for life. Maybe I should get that on my knuckles. M-A-C-4-L-Y-F-E. Mac for life? Mac for life. It sounds like you love somebody named Mac. Maybe I do. I mean, cool, but... And his last name's Cheese. Um, Greg. M-A-C. Greg is now Mm. counting his fingers. You can do Mac and Chez. No, I'm not going to do Mac and Chez. What? Hey, Greg, well now... The geniuses at Burger King have come up with a way to combine Ooh. forces. M-A-C-N on one, and then C-H-I-Z on the other one. Mac and cheese. Mac and chiz? Cheese. It's chiz? A, it's a hard, you know, it's a e. Give me another example where an I like that is a hard E. Uh, in Spanish. So one of my knuckles would be in American. And the other one would be in Spanish. Cheese. Well, I'm trying to figure it out unless you want to get your thumbs tattooed, too. Will you please stop talking and let me finish my story? Burger King has come up with a genius idea that has been announced today. And thank you to our chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, for alerting me to this. I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's wonderful or terrible. Somewhere in between. I know I need to try it. But it is what they're calling the Mac and Cheetos. What? Mac and Cheetos. Burger King is testing a product. Called Mac and Cheetos. Now it debuted uh, today. It's described as a snack mashup, as a dangerously snack match, snack mash, as a dangerously cheesy reimagination, combining creamy mac and cheese covered with crispy Cheetos flavor. So basically, it's a giant Cheeto filled with macaroni and cheese. Mm. So it looks like a giant Cheeto, only stuffed with macaroni, noodles, and cheese sauce. Now, it's available at unspecified participating Burger King restaurants. So why don't you try one and see if you can get one today? So it's uh, available for a limited time and will be sold in orders of five pieces for $2.49. Oh, boy. 
Burger King says the new that snack might be item too much. is for I think anyone that's too much. who wishes they can eat warm mac and cheese like they do a bag of chips. I chi- wish I could eat mac and cheese like chips. Who sits around saying that? Um, you know what's really got me going re- these days? What really makes life hard so that I can't eat mac and cheese like chips? Dear Diary, today was awful. So you're saying that you wouldn't try Once it. again, I was spoiled. Yeah, so basically it's like uh, mac and cheese I would cheese chase one. Bites. That sounds like too much for me, though. Well, have you ever had mac and cheese bites? Yeah. So it's like it's that, but like, also with uh, Cheeto dust on those the aren't. You would love it. I don't know. Oh, don't you dare lie. You know that you would. Dear Diary. Stop talking to your diary. <laughs> what is with you and your diary? I don't know. People still have diaries? No. All right, and here's my favorite story. FML. Here's my favorite story of the day, and it comes out of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I've been there. Have you been to Coeur d'Alene, Greg? I have indeed been to Coeur d'Alene. Right, this is out of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Here's the headline. A 48-year-old Utah man is upset after he says it, his... Just in general? Just, just in life. general for living in Coeur d'Alene, and that's the story. He's from Utah, though. A 48-year-old Utah man is upset after he says his father did not seek his permission before he decided to take out a full-page ad in an Idaho newspaper seeking his son a wife. This guy's father (laughs) took out a page ad in an Idaho newspaper about him trying to find him a wife, and I have the ad. It is so embarrassing. I feel so bad for this guy. All right, so this, guy, this guy's name is Baron Brooks. He's from Salt Lake City. His father placed a $900 full-page ad that ran uh, this past Saturday in the Coeur d'Alene Press, which is the big newspaper in Coeur d'Alene. And it was created and paid for <laughs> by his father, Arthur Brooks, who's 78 years old of Beverly Hills, California. Now, uh, why is it in the Coeur d'Alene paper, though? I'm confused. Because that's where he lives. The guy's from Utah, though. It says a Utah man. Oh, I think he's trying to find a nice lady. All right, well, let's get let's get through this together. So, uh, Baron Brooks, when asked about it, said, "My father did this without my consent. I can't even describe to you how embarrassing this is." The ad, which purports to be written from Baron Brooks' perspective, not the father, specifies... Um, oh, he wrote it from his own? Yeah, so he has some specificities. Um, so I do have the ad here, so I wanted to read you the things. Oh, so yes. I have it verbatim. This is exact, This is the full ad, starting okay. from the top. And right. it has a giant picture of him. What, what is his name again? His name is Baron Brooks. Baron spelled Brooks. spelled like Baron Vaughn, and okay. then Brooks. All right, the top of the page in this full-page $900 ad run in the Coeur d'Alene newspaper reads as... Oh, and his huge picture in there. It says, looking for a wife. And it looks like it's from his perspective, and this is what it says. (laughs) My name is Baron Brooks. I am 48 years old, never been married, and live in Salt Lake City. I am looking for a wife who is ready, willing, and able to have children as soon as possible. Oh, my God. I look just like my picture, except for now I have gray hair. (laughs) About you, you will probably be between the ages of 34 and 38, but that can be flexible. You will be attractive, being height and weight proportional. Ideally, you will have no children from previous marriages, but this is also flexible. Oh. Now, here are the musts. This Uh, poor guy and his dad wrote this. Here are the musts. You must be willing to move to Salt Lake City, as that is where my business is located. You must be politically politically conservative. This is very important to me. If you voted for Obama, uh, you are not for me. 
or plan to vote for Hillary, you are not for me. I am 5'5", five five, and if you are 5'8", and like to wear high heels, <laughs> it may not work. Also, religion is open. Oh, this is so awkward. Hill says, I would expect that if we have children, you would be a stay-at-home mom. <sighs> yeah, I thought there was more. Hang on, there, it looks like this is missing a part of it. And some of it specifies... Let's see. All right, here it is. Oh, yeah, so it doesn't specify his religion, but yeah, religion isn't a must. It can't be a tall person. <laughs> they have to be height, weight, proportional. And this guy is humiliated. For some reason, his dad, and his dad lives in Beverly Hills, California. For some reason, I, again, I don't know if his I, dad was like, maybe there are some attractive girls living in Coeur d'Alene. But, I mean, Coeur d'Alene is nowhere near Salt Lake City. That's Coeur what I don't understand. And Coeur d'Alene's a very random choice. Like, what would draw you to Coeur d'Alene? Okay. Asked why his father would buy an ad in a small daily newspaper in Idaho, Brooks said his dad recently vacationed in Coeur d'Alene <laughs> and may have been drawn to the area's conservative politics. Oh, which is true. It is a conservative area. It is very area. conservative, yes. <laughs> All right, there you have it. So poor Baron Brooks. But ladies. So that's why if he you, just uh, tried to find <laughs> Also, the father has said that he will pay round trip for uh, the person to come and visit and meet his son. Well, even though... The, okay. So he said he'll pay round trip and also the person can bring uh, like a friend or a family member to come with them as a chaperone. And they'll pay for the friend or family member Hey, as well. yeah. Well, if you live in Coeur d'Alene, you might as well take it up. I mean, you might as Free well. Free trip. If to, nothing else. What, to Salt Lake City? I, I mean, whatever. Oh, wow. Party time. Let's go to Salt Lake Get City. Get crazy. Well, they live in Coeur d'Alene. I mean... Well, there you have it. You think your parents are embarrassing? You're not Baron Brooks. All right, there you go. That's my world of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, that is hilarious. Eddie in the chat was saying that that seems like something his family would do to him. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, maybe... Yeah, Baron Brooks says he just does this crap. If I shared some of the stories, he wouldn't believe it. Oh, my God. He just does weird stuff and nobody knows why. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having to, like, his dad's 78. Like, Baron Brooks is 48 now. He's been dealing with this for 48 years. <laughs> God damn it, Dad. You're embarrassing me. Hey, yeah. Round ship airfare and first class lodgings. I mean, shit. Heck yeah. If you're a s- single lady in Coeur d'Alene, take it up. You and your friend get a free trip. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the worst? What's not to like? Yeah. Uh, I do believe we have a birthday today, do we not? We do. We also have a little bit of ball talk we have to get to really quick. Okay. Um, Just because I have to since it's timely. And it is this. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. It's just two things really quick. Uh, One is this. The United States played Argentina last night in a... Very, very close game for the Copa America, the winner of which was going on to the final. The loser went to the third place match. Oh, wait, did I say close? No, it was not close. Uh, Argentina is good. Turns out the U.S. is not good. Oh. Oh, yeah. Argentina just annihilated the United States. They didn't even look like they were in the same league. It'd be like the Golden State Warriors playing, um, oh, I don't know, uh... Franklin High School. Okay. That's how that's how stark of a difference it looked. Gotcha. That's how much better Argentina is. And Lionel Messi is amazing. There's a there's a video I suggest just watching the video of it. 
of him with this free kick that it's just unreal. He's so, so much far and above everybody else. So much so that during the match, one of the things that happened right when they came back from the break, and I was watching when this happened, and the cameramen were like, oh, okay, we can't show this. And they just went panned to the crowd, and they wouldn't show what was going on in the field. And there's like, somebody has come onto the field. Uh, we're not allowed to show the footage of this. Uh, we're just going to... And they just stuck with the crowd for a long time. Turns out it was this guy who was a Messi fan who ran out onto the field and then kneeled before him before Messi with a pen trying to get an autograph and then bowed down to him and then was arrested. Hmm, okay. But he was arrested and he looked like he was the happiest person on earth. Oh, that's good. He, well, he's gonna he's probably gonna face some pretty severe fines. Yeah, but dreams do come true. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he did he did meet Messi on the field. Uh, so there we go. Uh, US is going into the third place match. So that's what's gonna be happening with that. Another thing that's happening over here right now, and this is in the European Cup, and I feel like I need to bring this up is that there's a lot of controversy, you know, about all the matches and everybody fighting each other, but there's more controversy over the 2016 mascot of the Euro Cup. Now, the mascot is named Super Victor. And what happens is, go to Google right now and type in Super Victor and see what pops up. Super Victor, the mascot, is just this guy who is uh, It's like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. But if you do enough of a search for Super Victor, it also comes up as a sex toy. It's the Super Victor is apparently the name of a high-end dildo that you can purchase. Oh, there is it the big one? Yes. It's oh. the Super. It's the Super Victor. Okay. And <laughs> they are dealing with some backlash right now. Over the fact that oh, yeah, it's a Super Victor toy, if you the, look that up. The European Football Association is coming out with statements saying that the name was based on the idea of victory and refers to the superpowers that a small boy gains when he, find, when he found a magic cape, boots, and a ball. All we can say is that the sex aids are not produced by the UEFA. So they are vehemently denying that, just in case anybody was wondering. The Super Victor has nothing to do mm-hmm. with the 10-inch... Silicon Dildo. All right, so there we go. The Super Victor. There's more stuff. We'll save it for tomorrow. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. But yes, you are right. We do have a birthday. Mm-hmm. This is a birthday that occurred a couple of days ago, but nonetheless, it is a birthday all the same. And we need to say... Are you just being lenient with the rules because it was a pretty girl that's asking? Uh, yes, that's mm-hmm. pretty much what it is. I, yeah, that's that's, that's why it is. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. well, you know, birthday rules are meant to be interpreted. You know, by by everybody's yeah. got their own interpretations. Happy birthday to Casey! Happy birthday, Casey! Happy birthday! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Oh, damn right! We didn't know about the birthday ahead of time, so we had to do the birthday now, and that's just. Following the rules, it's just true. follow the rules. That's all I do. Them's that's all rules. I. That's all I do. Them's that's how they work. All right. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio@gmail.com. Give us a call, five zero three five seven five nine one two zero. Ladies and gentlemen, funemploymentradio.com/cornhole. Go there now. Register for the tournament. Participate in it. Play in it. Have fun. Prizes all day at the Landmark Saloon this Sunday. 4847 Southeast Division. Come on down. Come on down. A big thank you to Nathan Brandon for coming in. He is amazing. He's going to be super famous very soon. Oh, yeah. I have no doubt. Yeah. 
So I, mean, I know it's probably scary to make the move, but he was going to be just fine. He's going to do amazing. Yeah, Nathan Brandon, huge thank you to him. Go see him. Go see his show tomorrow night. Again, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into our that show. Was very so, nice of you to ask. Uh, thank you, everybody. One thing uh, tonight on the Fun Employment Radio Network: No Geek in the City, because Aaron's getting ready for the big pirate festival that's going on. So he is going to be out. But uh, we do have some replays that we're going to be putting in there. So if you're tuning in live, FunEmploymentRadio.com/slash live, right there very easy to find the live ones if you go to slash live slash live (laughs) right there all right thanks so much everybody we'll be back uh tomorrow with more fun employment radio.com early show remember 11 tomorrow 11 o'clock you're listening to the fun employment radio network